Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Good movement, and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a Movement by Lara podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns, so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Today's podcast, I have a very, very special guest, Adele Bridges. Adele became a friend of mine. Um, almost a year ago, and we mostly have been conversing online, but I have met with her and practiced with her in person. And today we sat down and had a great talk all about yoga, her journey into yoga, what she's discovered in her own yoga practice and how that's led to a new program and passion of hers called Hypermobile Yogis. And we talk about much, much more, including how we need to grasp every day and have a real carp diem feeling because life is short. Enjoy this wonderful discussion with Adele. Welcome, Adele. Hi. Thanks so much for inviting me to your podcast. You're so welcome. I'm so thrilled you're in Princeton, New Jersey. I am. And last time we talked was on your podcast when you were in the UK and I was here. Yeah. And it was, it's so nice to be looking across in our in my sauna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't know that as um, an active listener of your podcast, I didn't know that you recorded them in a sauna. I know. Isn't this fun? I sit here and I just talk to myself. It kind of looks a little wacky <laughs> when I'm by <laughs> myself. It's much better to have you here. Well, I'm so glad you're here. And I, I know um, you have so many followers that would love to hear all about you, but I just wanted to talk about how we know each other because mm -hmm. I think it says a lot about you as a teacher and a practitioner that one of my students came up to me last summer and was brimming with joy because he was he had met you. He'd gone into New York to go to your one of your workshops mm -hmm. and he came in to take my class the next day and he's like, you have to meet this woman that I took a workshop with. She's amazing. And Aww. all this stuff. And so he, I said, sure. And he gave me your information. And then um, I think I emailed you or maybe, I don't know, or, or maybe he emailed the think, two of us. Yeah, I, I think he I think that was copied it. us both into an email. That was it. And then you were very kind and saying, sure, I'd love to come practice. And then you came and practiced and yeah. we practiced together. It wasn't like we took a class. I was like, hey, you want to practice with me? And you're like, sure. Yeah. And yeah, it was fun. It and was such a good, good class or well yeah. practice yeah. yeah yeah and it was um i think people like it's it was just nice to meet you in those circumstances cuz mm -hmm. you were so i didn't know that you had this big following i didn't know anything really about you except that i just knew ryan liked you so i immediately was like she's got her stuff together she's got to be smart because he Aww. he's a really um bright person who's also really critical thinking about movement and mm -hmm. um, always trying to improve his practice. So it was a big, you know, gold stamp of approval to have him say that about you. So it was really fun. Aww. And I feel like this is, again, where these connections are so neat. We didn't meet on yeah. Instagram, but we then continued 
our journey together, yeah, um, supporting each other connected. on Instagram. Yes. Yeah. And I find more than anything, you are such a, a supportive person. You're curious with your practice. You're curious about movement. You're, uh, obviously, your practice is beautiful, and you travel all over the world, but you're also incredibly supportive of others, and I think that's something that I've always strived to be, and I love when I meet other people who are doing it and doing it at such a level like you are. Oh, thank you. Yeah, well, it's. Um, I think I've just kind of had the the, the good fortune to be supported by so many other people in my journey. And so it just makes sense. Like we're all, it's, you know, cheesy as it sounds. It's true that we're stronger when we're together and whenever we support each other and encourage each other. And and I don't think there's a place in yoga really for like competition and, and judgment and all that kind of stuff. And so I think, especially as yoga teachers, we have to, we have to be supporting and yeah, and just help each other out and, just not um well it'd be open-minded and, mm-hmm. and everything generous each other yeah. yeah you just gave me the chills that was oh. so nice because i feel like i feel like there are a lot of people who are doing that well and then i think there's people who i i talked about this on a on a previous podcast very recent about generosity and how we all need mm-hmm. to be more generous that was the name of the theme basically and it was this sense that yeah, we're better when we're together mm-hmm. and we're better when we're helping each other. Like nobody yeah. has like the best practice or the best mind or knows all the answers or knows the definition of what is yoga and all this. But I think it's it's wonderful when we all share what our opinions are and and really also listen and embrace other people's teachings and um and yeah, lift each other up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the more you give, the more you get. Mm-hmm. So yeah, can, yeah. So can you um, tell us a little bit about your journey into yoga? Like, how did you start practicing yoga? How did you find it? What was your background with that? Sure. Well, I I went to, like, I think a, probably two yoga classes over the course of about nine years. Um, oh, wow. And, it's like, yeah. well, because I went to my first yoga class when I was, like, 18, and I hated it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't go back for yeah, about eight or nine years. And then I went to another yoga class and I hated it. And um, <laughs> So keep with it, people, if you don't like yeah, yoga. Yeah I, yeah, I always tell people, like, if it, yeah, if you, if you don't like yoga to begin with, it's just because you haven't found the right teacher. You haven't, maybe haven't found the right style. Mm-hmm. But um, then it was really a combination of needing something uh, because... I was so, so flexible, naturally flexible, and my joints were starting to ache, but I didn't have any strength. And And I was living in a small city that didn't really have that much in terms of, like, different group classes to go to. And so a little bit of yoga, but then also I didn't like it, again, because I didn't understand it, and it just seemed like this, like, hippie stuff that I wasn't into. Mm-hmm. But a friend of mine introduced me to an app which I don't think it even exists anymore, but it was just, this is going back years. So there was an app that she told me, oh, you'll you'll like it. And and then at the same time, my sister told me about Instagram. She was like, you should get on Instagram. And she told me about some of the, the yogis on there that I should follow. And I, and so I think it was a combination of like needing something mm-hmm. finally, like some kind of movement practice and there being like a power yoga class that was kind of all right and then but having the app that I used at home 
where I felt a lot more comfortable because it didn't matter if I didn't understand what was happening. I felt confident in whatever it was I was doing. These yogis on Instagram doing cool arm balances and handstands and this and 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 I was like, whoa, that's that's yoga? Like that's cool. I want to do that. And so those three things all kind of aligned at the same time to um, start me on this journey. And I think if it hadn't, like if one of those things hadn't been present, Mm -hmm. then I wouldn't have stuck with it. I would have gotten bored or I would have, you know, been once again convinced that yoga sucks or whatever. But it was those three things all together that helped me like really fall in love with the practice. And it became a a very daily practice then. And it was very much because of, Instagram and the the connections that I made on that app with people all over the world that led me to want to do my teacher training um, and specifically to go to India for that teacher training. Oh, you did? Yeah. And then that changed my life, of course, like like most people will say about a, a teacher, a yoga teacher training. How did you pick your teacher training? Well, that was based on Um, I knew I wanted to go to India and I knew I wanted to go up into the north part of India. I just, I knew I didn't want to be in the south. I don't know why. I just had made up my mind that I wanted to be up in the mountains. And, and then I was looking around at a few schools and I basically had like a, a window where I needed, I needed the, the course to begin like within a certain number of days. And there were, so I had narrowed it down to two just mm-hmm. things that I found on Google. And then... So it's basically was, based on logistics. Almost. Yes. Yeah. Really, pretty much. And then the, the only... These two schools were pretty much identical in every way, as far as I could tell. One was in Bagzu, like near Dharamsala, and one was in Rishikesh. The one in Bagzu had a review on it from a previous student that said that there's a, a bakery on site and that the cakes are amazing. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll go with that one. <laughs> Because I, I love like, it. That was the only thing that I could find to differentiate the two in the end. So right. I was like, all right, cakes. The cakes will win. And yeah. were the cakes good? They were, yeah. 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 Probably based on if you're like limited food. I mean, I think there's probably after a while people want something more diverse anyway. I think a lot of those, it was an immersion yeah, training. Yeah, lots of lentils. Yeah, a lot of well exactly. lentils. Yeah. Right. So you want some, yeah, just yeah. good old cake <laughs> straight yeah. up. Yeah. Now, would you recommend that as a way of? doing teacher training? I mean, now, now that you've done it that way, what, what would you say like for people? Because there's so many teacher trainings yeah, out there. It's I think that like finding a teacher training is just as individual a journey as finding like what, you know, what style you want to practice or what teacher really like speaks to you or, or, you know, whatever it is in life. It's, it's a very individual thing. Oh, I um, like that answer. Because it was almost more, a, it could have been just an experience, whether the actual... Yeah yoga part was exactly, I mean, would you say you teach the same way that you learned at that 200 hour, right? So it's, I think that's a, that is an important aspect for people to know. Like some people would never be comfortable, like making a a decision on a 200 hour if it wasn't exactly what they were going to teach. Yeah. But then there's others like you who are going more from the, for this sounds like more like an experience. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't really know what Mm -hmm. I wanted to teach. It was just because I was teaching at the time I was just teaching like my friends Mm -hmm. and like 
I was also teaching like a group of unemployed men and up in like Mirtha Tidville, which is this little town in Wales. Um, and I didn't know what I was doing. And I thought, okay, like I'm, you know, like my thinking was I'll do a teacher training and kind of get a little bit of a better idea of like how to continue doing what I'm doing, just teaching like a few people here and there in Wales. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, it, but, you know, if if you already know that you're like a um, a diehard Ashtangi and that's what you want to share, then don't go and do a teacher <laughs> training in Vinyasa or something right. like that, yes. obviously, you know. Right. But there's so many factors that go into choosing a teacher training, mm-hmm. you know, whether you want to go away and do it all in like four weeks or if you want to stay at home and spread it out over a year or... You know, it's just, there's so many factors. So I think write down like what you want to get out of it Mm -hmm. um, and make a list and, and really understand like which, which items on that list are like absolutes and which ones are more conditional and, and, and start to like narrow it down and, and also speak to people that have been on that teacher training as well. Like um, I think any good teacher training will have, like testimonials yeah. or some way that you can kind of see what past students have experienced. And that's a great suggestion. Yeah. And I did that. I reached out to a couple of people that I found through the the website and they were like, yeah, I loved it. So I thought, okay, cool. That's great. I know. I think that is important because I've, I've been um, where I've led trainings somewhere else and have shared facilities with someone who was leading a training and so we had crossover population of some of the people who were talking to my people and, you know, they were having a very different experience than my people were having. And and a few of them said, like, if we had actually read the reviews, some of the reviews were not that yeah. great. And they were saying, like, it's not getting the information, giving the information, you know, that it's, it'd be one thing if you were just going somewhere and you didn't really care. Like, you just wanted the experience. But, you know, a lot of people invest money yeah. and time and to go somewhere and not feel like you're getting out of mm-hmm. it what you want, those yeah. those real non-negotiables, um, yeah. the way you're going to find out is some, the, the people in, in that course said, like, if we had actually read the review, it says in there, like, this is lacking, you know, all this different information yeah. that would have been really Always important. Always re- read reviews. We live in a day and age where, like, everything yeah. has reviews on yeah. it. And I think that's wonderful. Always read reviews and always read the ingredients of the food that you're buying. <laughs> there you go. Know what you're getting dun, dun, before dun. you get yes, it. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I like that. So how would you describe the way you practice slash teach now? Like, if you, what, what would you what would you label this type of yoga that you teach? I mean, I guess it's vinyasa because Mm I, I mean, I definitely do a lot of vinyasas. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I love the, the space for creativity and fluidity. Are you a dancer? Was that your background? No, gymnastics. Ah, okay. Got it. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So you were naturally limber from gymnastics. Mm -hmm. Or do you think you just Probably, were kind of born? But yeah, of, yeah, I definitely have hypermobility. Like mm-hmm. um, I've got, I've got all the, the criteria for right. the joint hypermobility spectrum disorder. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? I don't know. They yeah. changed the name recently. Right. But, right. But yeah. So when you first started um, practicing, did you realize that like going into those end ranges was not a good thing, or were you kind of rewarded for that oh I was yeah I was rewarded and Mm -hmm. I had no idea like 
the first year at least of my practice, I was all about like going end range and feeling really good, like ego wise Mm -hmm. um, about, yeah. Putting your foot um, behind your head and sniffing your underarm. (laughs) Yeah. I've never actually been able to put my foot behind my head, but definitely being able to like touch my foot to my head and back bend or, or yeah, like forward folds were also never any kind of problem or um, yeah splits and all that kind of stuff okay so walking back a little bit did you have any discomfort when you were practicing or after you were practicing from going to those in ranges or when did that start it's something I noticed yeah probably about a year after I started practicing like my my knees and my low back in particular my knees hurt when I was practicing, when I was actually practicing. Mm. My low back. On the front of the knee or underneath? On the sides. Sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pointing to the inside of her knee. Yeah. Like the in, inside. Inside, yeah. yeah. Medial um, aspect, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, I could easily pull my legs into lotus. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But didn't really have the hip mobility for it, but mm-hmm. didn't know. Right. But, yeah. That was my, yeah. My, but then my low back was something that, was it really bothered me and to a point that I was embarrassed about it. I remember I didn't want to tell anybody about it because I was like known amongst all my friends as like the 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 girl who does yoga and I was always telling people like how great yoga is. So I didn't ever want to talk about it that I but I remember I had a moment where I um I was in London and you know you walk a lot in London and I think I walked for about 20 minutes and I was in so much pain and I looked across the street and there was a woman who she looked like she was probably like in her 60s and she was you know wasn't exactly the picture of health either but she had like she was walking with with a little spring in her step and I was like I feel like I'm in worse shape than that woman over there who's probably twice my age um and like twice my weight probably too like and you know anybody that would put the two of us side by side and choose which one is feeling better in their bodies would probably assume that it was me but I was in so much pain just in my lower back from walking and I remember at that moment I thought okay I'm I think I was at the time like 29 or something and I was like something's got to change I've got to I've got to do something differently because I'm not even 30 and I'm, I feel like I'm older than that woman across the street who is. Wow. That is. And you know, what's interesting is that there are probably for every one of you, there's probably, you know, another 20 people who just would stop doing yoga mm. uh, or, or just continue and net, not admit, like you said, like not admit it to anybody and just assume this was the way that well, that's something be. that bugs me. Like there's mm-hmm. so, there's so many messages I feel like out there, like subtle kind of indirect messaging, but mm-hmm. um, where we're, we're, we're all just made to assume that things like low back pain, but also, you know, lots of other things like digestive issues or like um, feeling, you know, in some way or another emotionally not the best is just something that's normal and you have to live with it. This is so true. I, yeah, I've talked about this in other podcasts too. And it is like people get very used to living in discomfort. Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, whether it's like digestive issues and they just get used to being bloated all the time or popping tums all the time or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And I think that it was 
wonderful of you to be like, no, this is not right. And I'm going to do something about it. So what was your, what were the steps you took? So, I mean, did you, did you know, like, maybe it's because I'm dumping into my low back? Yeah. Well, it was because I started, I think I started being so much more aware then of how my back felt. And then whenever I would do yoga and go into these back bends, then I was kind of like paying a little bit more attention to my back. And that's when I noticed like, oh, okay, the back bends are what's the problem. hurting me. Yeah. And I, so I started to like research then. And I, I started, yeah, I started like just Googling yoga, back pain, how to prevent back pain in yoga and all this kind of stuff. And I started learning more and more about like the the spine versus like opening up through other areas. And, and yeah, it was like just a classic bending really folding in one area of my spine, really tight hip flexors though, really tight thoracic spine, um, really tight quads. And so I was doing these super deep back bends thinking that I had like this beautiful back bend because I could touch my feet to my head in a scorpion or something, but it wasn't because I was necessarily flexible throughout my whole body. It was just because I was folding between like L4 and L5. Yes, right. And that's what's, that's an interesting thing because I'll get asked a lot of questions and I just got one earlier today and somebody was saying, oh, I feel like I need to, uh, I forgot what they were saying, but essentially was working on something, but I feel like I'm too flexible. And I think, hmm, sometimes I think people use that term, like you were overly flexible in one area. Yeah. And so what I would tease out to to a person who would write me is like, well, where do you feel like you're too flexible? Because usually you're moving where you can. And mm -hmm. sometimes if there's a place where you're not moving, you're going to move more in the place that's yeah. overly yeah. flexible. Yeah. Or flexible. Because yeah. that's the, the body is brilliant at finding balance all the time. Yeah. And I mean, that's like going back to the fact that any kind of pain or discomfort is um, is a sign that something's not right because the body is designed to be healthy. And so the body brilliantly always tries to find balance in some way or another. But if we're moving or holding ourselves in the in a way that doesn't give the body a way to properly find balance, then it's going to do something else. Yeah. And it's, it's the same kind of thing, like whether it's because, yeah, you're just going to like make a compensatory movement patterns and how you move or, you know, in any other area of physical health, like the body is just trying to create balance. And sometimes if you, if you're putting it in an environment where it's not able to find the balance that it should be in, it's just confused and it finds balance in a way that causes pain or discomfort. Yeah. And, I hope and that makes sense to people. <laughs> I, I think, yeah. And the, the way I put it is, especially with backbending, I was talking about this just today. And it is that it's not that going into a backbend or going into more extension is wrong, but it's that you want to find an evenness mm -hmm. in that extension. Yeah. So like you were just going into your lumbar spine, but you weren't getting it in your thoracic spine. Yeah. Well. Um, and so if we can do it in this more you know, balanced way. And almost everybody that's going to do it that way is not going to have a big range. Yeah. It just won't look like, you know, you do on the cover of some of these acrobatic mm -hmm. yeah. you know, magazines. It just doesn't because it's, um, there's some people who have enough of the front 
of the pelvis open and then can get a very balanced curve in the rest of the spine, but most people don't. Yeah. Um, so then what was your next stage? Because I know that you have created, it feels like a real passion, a mission is to mm. bring this out to the people because it is a really underserved population and I'll, the hypermobile people. I'll say that what I would always tell people in my teacher trainings when they say, well, what do you do with this person and this person? I said, the people that, that scare me the most <laughs> are the hyperflexible. Mm-hmm. So if someone were to come in my class and I had 20 people in a class and I had like really, really quote unquote tight people, but I had one really like, she seems like she's got it all together. That person usually scares me the most Mm -hmm. because all the tight people, I'm like, they are getting all the feedback. Yeah. They are just going to need some, you know, they're going to need some tips on hinging at the hips and not rounding in the spine because they're going to just feel, they're going to have areas that they're going to get stuck in. And Mm -hmm. so a lot of it is just mechanics. So they don't go in, the body has figured out ways of bending to the floor and without all that back line being open. So Mm -hmm. they'll do it in ways. But teaching them is is just a matter of teaching mechanics. It's not like I'm yeah. I've, I'm really worried about them injuring themselves. Yeah, that signal is loud and clear for them. Very like they loud. reach a point where they're like, "That's it. I'm not going any further." Yeah, they just it just it uh, statistically speaking, they're not the ones that are going to get injured. Mm-hmm. And it's that hypermobile person. Yeah, and you, you, I would go over to those people, and you know, you say, like, hold on to your strength, and I'd I'd come and try and compact their pelvis just to give feedback. Yeah. And the worst is when they look at you and like, I don't feel anything. And you're just like, no, that's not a good thing. (laughs) Yeah. So um, anyway, so those, I love that you're giving voice to that because I think in the yoga world in particular, it's been so like applauded. Like everybody Mm -hmm. looks at that, like they look at you in the way that you can practice or somebody who's really hypermobile. So no wonder that it feels like really great to get all these kind of like, it's like, oh yeah, well I can, I'm like a circus performer Mm -hmm. and then you're crippled. (laughs) Like you were. So, yeah. How did you decide to make this a bigger mission? Um, Because, yeah, because of the pain that I was feeling, uh, I changed the way that I practiced. And it took took a lot of time because I didn't have anybody telling me, like, what I should do differently. It was just basically experimenting for myself um, Mm -hmm. and just changing. Like, I started to move super, super slowly so that I could feel exactly where in my range of motion the strength ended and and it began just this place where I was relying on my flexibility. Um, and I'd really pay attention to that and really pay attention to how that related to the pain that I was feeling. And if I could just change slightly how I was moving to avoid that pain. And I found that I just needed to stay really active and not start dumping and sinking and letting gravity pull me and flinging and this kind of thing. And and I didn't even, I think when I first started practicing this way, I didn't even know like what active and passive range of motion were. I just, I just knew how I needed to move in my body to feel good. Um, and then uh, as this just developed more and more and more, and I started, you know, I would work with the occasional private client, for example, who would come to me and um, and I would just see myself and in these very flexible people. And, and then also just doing some of like my own, like further research into anatomy and all this kind of stuff. And so then I, I thought, I want to create an, a, a course or something, something online for people. And I was going to call it yoga for flexible people. 
And I actually pitched the idea to a few of the these like big online platforms, like online classes platforms, and it was shot down by like three of these different the ones that wow. were like they're like yoga for flexible people no what are you talking about people and want so, flexibility You're yeah not, why would you do it just for somebody who's yeah. yeah and so then i remember i was like okay well i'm just gonna do it on my own but i have a friend um in london celeste Pereira, and she's super super knowledgeable in that about anatomy and so i spoke to her one day i was like i wonder if you could help me on this because i want to create something call and call it yoga for flexible people um and i was just wondering if you have any like insight into that like and she was like adele i've been wanting to do this for the last like year um we were like okay We've got to do this together. And so we kind of talked about it for about a year before we actually decided to start really putting it together. But then finally we went... Was she also having similar? Um, she's, she's yeah. She's she, also, also she has a similar story. Yeah. yeah. Like she's got a background in dance and she's hypermobile and... And same thing, like started yoga, loved getting all the praise. And even with her training as a physical therapist and and then she started thinking hang on there's got to be something that I can do differently here and Mm -hmm. and you know anybody that's ever been lucky enough to take a class with Celeste will know that the way that she teaches the way that she sequences is very different to other yoga teachers you would love it Laura Um, and it's um it's all about like super like strength based but even like she's so good at targeting like the muscles that tend to be very weak among people as well and and getting those muscles fired up and I've learned so much from her now where does she teach in she, London so um, she teaches she teaches at a few different studios in London I okay. think um, and then she she travels and teaches workshops here and there as well um, are you guys going to travel together and do some stuff or you we hope so yeah. Yeah. yeah well let's keep talking about what you have done because okay. this is great because people don't even have to travel to find yeah. you, you guys yeah. have done stuff online. So we started. We we started off with an Instagram page. We were like, duh, we got to do Instagram. So that's hypermobile.yogis. That's mm-hmm. our Instagram handle. But then also we were like, okay, as good as Instagram is for putting these messages out there, there's so much more information that we want to share. And so we've also created a mailing list where we send out like we send out um, a little like guide. To hypermobility, which is amazing. I've I'm on your newsletter and cool. all that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Awesome. Thank yeah. you. And then a little video that Celeste did to help people stabilize um, three muscles that tend to be kind of weaker um, that are really good to get stabled, uh, stabilized: uh, the the serratus, the glute med, and the TVA. Mm-hmm. Um, and also access to a private Facebook group so that we can all kind of share together and this kind of thing. Um, and then we were also sending out regular blog posts. And like that's when we did our our summit as well, uh, where we interviewed you mm-hmm. as well as some others. And um, and we've got uh, we've got a one more thing coming up soon where we're going to do like um, each day of the week. A different little exercise. Um, so it's just like a five minute video that we'll send out. But um, but we've also, so as I mentioned, I wanted to create like an online course for people where it just kind of like 
gives all of this information in one place with, you know, each area of the body highlighted in a different video and, and that kind of thing. And so that's what Celeste and I have put together. And, and when is that going to be available? Hopefully, we're hoping to launch it very soon, probably like towards the beginning of June. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. That's so, so what would, if people want to, if they haven't already signed up with you guys, how do they find out how to get hold of this the, um, program? This it's a it's almost seven hours in total. It's mm-hmm. um I think twenty eight different videos mm. where you know we break it down. Like we've got a video just for the wrists, just for the elbows, just for the um several videos on the shoulders because I mean they're very complicated knees, ankles, um the glutes, the TVA, the neck. Like and the way that we've broken it down is Celeste does a video where she talks about like the biomechanics and exactly mm-hmm. what's happening and and gives a few little exercises so you can really feel how to activate this part of the body and how to stabilize and then this the video that I do is we run through like very typical yoga postures and transitions the 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 kinds of things that you'll likely do in a yoga class where you'll want to bring some attention to that particular area of the body so you so what we do is we give you all of the tools to know how to properly modify as a hypermobile person whenever you're going into any kind of yoga class, whether, you know, whether it's like, a, you know, a yin class or an mm-hmm. ashtanga class or whatever it is, like by the time you go through this course, you will know how to properly modify the practice, whether you're yeah practicing at home or, or with a teacher guiding you through. And then of course, like we've also got like videos where we put it all together into just a full body flow and it's, and it's open to all levels and all of the videos are like under 20 minutes long. Most of them are like 10 or 12 minutes long. So it's That's like going to be yeah. like very easy to kind of just do bit, bit mm-hmm. by bit. And it comes with like a little ebook as well. And some, some uh, worksheets because I thought um, I'm a very visual kind of person and um, and I thought I really want people to understand fully what's happening. And so the worksheets go along with Celeste's biomechanics videos as just a, um, a little bit more of a visual aid um, to help just because we wanted people to come out, like finish the course or even if they get halfway through the course and really understand yeah more about how their the body wires, works right and, yeah and, and yeah how the how the body works and all pro and yeah and like why what's they, happening yeah, underneath what's happening. your skin mm-hmm. like whenever you move and can and, you give us a little teaser like something at the elbow for instance what what uh what's what's some recommendation modification you get for somebody sure there or feedback so the yeah. elbow yeah well um it's all about really trying to stabilize the, the proximal joints so mm-hmm. with the elbow it's it's about getting the shoulders active and stabilized um and then also paying a little bit of attention if if you're doing something on the hands getting the hands gripping as well and so then you get that kind of that activation going both ways from the hands up to the elbow and the shoulders down to the elbow and and really if you're stabilizing all of in particular those proximal areas so the core the glutes the shoulders Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then those more distal joints like the elbows, the wrists, the knees, the ankles are going to more likely be stable anyway. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You're a PT. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. I, I learned a lot from Celeste. I was going to say, I should give you the stamp because that's exactly it. And when people say, well, what do you think about this cueing of the elbow forward or this? And I say, well, I'm going to. 
I'm going to cue at the shoulders. Mm -hmm. And then if you, if you get the shoulders and all the core engagement there, then you don't really have to worry too much about the elbow. Yeah. Kind of sorts itself out. Mm -hmm. This is, this is one thing that I love about how Celeste teach teaches is that she helps, she helps people really understand things by putting them in a very simple format really. And, and just kind of showing you how, yeah, you don't have to be um, a total anatomy expert and know all the different parts of the body. Like it's just about changing slightly your movement patterns so that certain areas of the body are stable and the rest will follow. It really will. Yeah. I mean, the um, once you go proximal and you get the stability there, the the movement, the direction, and then the flow of energy goes mm-hmm. out from there. Yeah. But it has to come from that proximal yeah. stability. And so. it's, I mean, again, the body is so intelligent. We really don't have to do that much Mm-mm. to make our bodies healthy. Yeah. The, our, our bodies will do what they're designed to do if we just put them in the right environment yeah. or treat them in the right in the the way that gives them the space to do what they're meant to do like our bodies are just so intelligent right oh i love that you guys are doing this so what um what do you see for yourself in the next 5 years Whew. well the the hypermobile yogis thing is is big i'm mm-hmm. so excited about that and we've got lots lots of other things that we may do as like not spinoffs. That sounds weird. Little branches from there. Yeah. 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 I mean, we'll see how it goes. It just depends on what people, what people want, but a lot of people have already asked for yoga teacher training around hypermobility. So we're thinking about doing like a 50 hour YTT, maybe um, hopefully doing like some workshops around the world, at Mm -hmm. least around Europe, um, because we're both based in London, but We've thought about doing a retreat as well. We're not sure about that, but yeah, maybe writing a book. I don't know. But then also, I've got I've got some other projects as well aside from the hypermobile yogis. Uh, Anything that, that you want to share that you can talk about yet? Or yeah. sure. Well, yeah. um, well, we ha- we did open up questions to our Instagram followers. We did, and I, there was one question that I saw somebody asked. Um, let me see if I can pull it up because that's something I thought. Well. That's that's appropriate. Somebody's asked that. Somebody question. did ask you, um, how did you get your bum to look that good? <laughs> yeah, that's. I said that's Adele a, probably gets a lot of good questions. That's like a that. friend of mine, though. Oh, okay, it yeah. is. Oh, okay. That's, Wait, yeah, that's okay. but then the person that said, "Are you married?" Are you I don't married? know who. Yes, don't know who she's she not married. That's um, not looking right now. So. Yeah, but there was. Um, <laughs> where's the question? How do you find new ways to do your transitions? Yeah, by Prisrace. And that's something, because whenever I post my videos on Instagram, people are always like, I love your sequences. I love your transitions. Um, And, you know, I meet people all over the world whenever I'm traveling. And a lot of yoga teachers will come to me and they're like, I love your videos. I always take your sequences and I teach them in my classes. And I'm like, that's so awesome. I love that. But um, that's something that I want to do. I don't know how far off it is. It's in my like maybe 12 month Mm -hmm. plan, but I really want to, I know exactly how I, how I want to do it. Like Mm -hmm. I've got it all in my mind, but I just need to like, actually like 
film it. And mm-hmm. I and it's like there's oh, a, for the how there's they're creating whole, the sequence. I have a whole method for how I do oh. my my sequences. Amazing. Um and it's really fun to me. It's and I love it. And so I'm excited to share that. That is something that I think is so important to share because I'm similar to you in that way. Like I probably have a different way about that I go about it. But you know, I think for us it's very organic and easy. Yeah. And then there's also an an, an like analytical part that's easy to teach how mm-hmm. to do it. But a lot of people, it's that's just not where their creativity is. Yeah. You know, they're just like stuck. So yeah. it's like, oh my God, I'm doing the same thing. I could never just come up with something. And for yeah. us, we're just like coming up with things all the time. So I think mm-hmm. sharing that. Yeah. So I think great. it's a totally teachable method. Mm-hmm. And so um yeah. yeah, I'm really excited about putting that together and getting that out there. That's amazing. Um, but yeah, at the moment I'm just oh, I'm so busy. It's kind of like yeah. a, a bit like it's on the back burner. But it definitely will happen eventually. And and I mean I would love to eventually run my own teacher trainings. But I think that's that's kind of like that's you know, five years or something away. Yeah, like take your time a, with that. I mean, such I a think, big yes. thing, but yeah. I, I think you could be a model for, and what I'm trying to come up with is, is how to ask you the question. There are people who want to be doing what you're doing, mm. which is working for yourself, coming up with creative projects. And how would you, how would you, what would you tell those people? Like, oh my gosh, I'm working a nine to five, but I really would love to be a yoga teacher. And I'd really love to do what you're doing, Adele. Like, mm. what would you say to encourage the people? I would definitely say, like, you have to remember that it's, that, you know, we hear it all the time, that behind somebody's success is months, years, a, maybe decades. A blank ton of work. Of, of stuff <laughs> yeah. that you didn't see, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so don't look at where you want to be and think that you have to figure out how to take one huge leap to get there. And instead, think about like what's one little change that you can make, one little thing that you can implement in your life to get you just a little bit closer towards that goal. And you do that over and over and over again. Because, yeah, I mean, I remember when I was like 25 or something and I it was before I even found yoga and I was working like two part-time jobs that I absolutely hated and I lived in Wales where it rained all the time and I was just like, I was like, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I had this vision like that I would love to be able to just sit on a beach all day. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because, you know, I was just craving sunshine. <laughs> like literally my body was probably like super vitamin D deprived. <laughs> um, and I thought that, but it can't, that's not possible. Like nobody gets paid to sit on the beach. <laughs> and I, I mean, I'm not saying I get paid necessarily to sit on the beach, but I, I'm able to make a living by traveling to places that very often have a beach and I get to go to the beach on, you know, for you're a, working a your day. ass off, but you are yeah. doing what you love. And then you, it allows yeah. you to mm-hmm. decide where you want to be as yeah. opposed to being stuck, which I yeah. think is what people, uh, that kind of getting off, getting the, getting out of the inert state of like, yeah. how do I do it? But I think your point it's, of, of 
taking those little steps is yeah. so important. It is. And it, it, I mean, I see it in my teaching as well. Like, you know, there's this, this mentality of, well, I know where I want to be. So what's that one step to get me there? And it's like, no, like whether it's like a crow pose, like that was another question actually that I had, like, um, how do I do crow pose? And, and very often I see people and they're like, they put their hands down and they put their knees on the back of their elbows and then they go just like launch straight Pop into yeah. it. And it's like, no, there's like, like 10 steps in between where you are and crow pose. Mm-hmm. Take it like one inch at a time, like lean mm-hmm. one bit at a time, feel for that balance, like bit by bit by bit. And that's how you get there. And people don't want to do that because they want it to be like instant. But it's like you just have to remember like the best things in life do come through hard work and effort, but it doesn't have to be like hard work like a bad thing. It can just be like it's it's about exploration and and curiosity and just and experimentation. I think life, all of life, should just be like one big experiment. Like, don't know like what diet's right for you. Guess what? Nobody knows what diet is right for you. Experiment every single day. Same for like how how you exercise, how you sleep, how you interact with other people, like what job you want to do. Um, it it's it doesn't matter. Like, just think of every single day as a mini experiment. Think, well, okay, this isn't working. Like whatever area of my life it is, it's not working. What can I do to tweak it slightly, try it, mm-hmm. be open to it not working, but also be open to it possibly being the right change that you need to make. That's such a good perspective too, because then you're going to, every opportunity, whether it, the outcome is what you wanted or not is going to be a lesson. There's going mm-hmm. to be something yes. that you take out of it. Yeah, that. you either know what doesn't work or you know what works. Mm-hmm. And this might sound a little bit cynical and morbid, but I I always just remember that, you know, we we're going to like you you live each day like day by day by day and eventually one day you're going to die. Right. Like that's well that's the fact. And, yeah. Yeah. And not, not enough and, people like live in that reality. Yeah. So we should actually live in like, that reality. You know, eventually like all of this stuff, like all your problems and all the things that you're excited about and all the things that you love and all the things that you hate, all of this is going to be over. Yeah. And it's not even that far away. Right. So don't make everything such a big deal. Just have fun and enjoy life and be like, oops, I made a mistake. Oh, well, moving on because guess what? One day I'm going to die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, no, it's so interesting because I had I had one of those moments this week that this weekend, I had just been... In a, and I had just been a lot of decision-making, and that always drains me, like lots of decisions about different things and business stuff and other things. And and then my husband at like 10.30 on a Friday night asked me a question. I'm like, Wah. and he's like, it really seems like, and I was like, I am not in the mood to talk. Like I just, be, I like just flipped. I like became like Sybil, like, <laughs> and the next day I woke up and I'm like, I was just not a nice person. And I started crying. I was like, I'm so sorry. I was so, so not nice yesterday. And he's like, it's okay, honey. And I just be like, yeah, but you know, there's moments where I'm like, I don't want to waste I'm going to have, like, we're going to be imperfect. But I had that moment. I was like, the things that I've given time to that just don't even deserve it, right? Mm -hmm. That just have drained me so that I'm with the one, this man that I love and I'm like snapping at him. I just had this like, yeah, it was like almost like this, not feudalistic, but very clear picture of like, 
this is what matters is being Mm -hmm. like, don't get wrapped up in all of the other stuff. Yeah. Really keep your, keep, keep it in all in perspective that, yeah, like life is, is short and, you know, hopefully it's a long life, but in the big scheme of things, it's not Mm -hmm. that, you know, so yeah. And it's a, it's a constant practice, you know. It is. You know, we ho- we constantly have to be reminded of this in one way or another. And I think that's why some people, you know, that's that's why we love yoga so much is because it's an opportunity to go to a class and get reminded by your yoga teacher or whatever it is. Or, you know, maybe for other people it's like going to church or, or whatever it is. Like just to have that constant reminder mm-hmm. um, of like what's really important what's in precious, life. What's precious, you know, yeah. as we say in the South. We're both from the South. Yeah. Even though she's got more of a whale, whaleish Mississippi well, yeah, type accent know, now, yeah, my maybe accent's very, it's very it's diverse. Mixed, it's mixed. Uh, I love but, it. Yeah, put but, me in Mississippi yeah. for a few minutes, and yeah, we'll we'll talk y'all yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I'm from North Carolina, but yeah, it is really precious. Like there is such a that's such a great word. That's a very southern yeah. thing, and it's like life is precious and. Mm-hmm. Your body's precious, and mm-hmm. it is very resilient. But I think it's—I love what you're doing, and that you're saying, "Hey, like, you know, take care of it." We want to be that woman, you know, bouncing around on the street, yeah, walking, no problem at, at all ages. So, um, I, that was a wonderful way to kind of end our. You know, I, we could talk for hours. We, I know, I was and we'll have to do this, like, this again. Could I know. be like four hours. This long. could be. I know. We're in. The, this could be like sauna talks, part one. <laughs> we'll have a Dell back for part two, three, and four. Yeah, I think we need to wrap up. I'm yeah, I know. We're getting sweaty. So just, I know. Yeah. We don't even have the sauna on. on. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, you can find Adele. Obviously, you can find her on Instagram at. Adele Bridges. That's yeah. all one word, right? Mm-hmm. A-D-E-L-L. And she might even sing, hello. Yeah. <laughs> hello. hello. Um, and then tell us where else we can find you um, with your new stuff that's coming up. Yeah, probably the best place to go um, to start is um, hypermobile.yogis on Instagram. And then the link in our bio will lead you to the sign up for our mailing list where you get access to all the things that I mentioned as well as access to the Facebook group. And um, we've also got like a little posture clinic guide Mm -hmm. on there Mm -hmm. too that you can download. And um, either way, you'll end up on our mailing list and then you get access to all the blogs and everything that we send out. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's, that's all the hard work, right? It's just like, seems like it's coming out of nowhere, but there's a lot of work behind the scenes, but it's it's wonderful when you're doing what you love. And Mm -hmm. this is such a great calling. This is really needed. And I think it's important to say that anyone can benefit. You don't have to just be hypermobile. You can can learn a lot from, uh, and especially if if you're a yoga teacher, how to help other Mm -hmm. hypermobile people, even if you aren't in that category. It's really great for everyone. So thank Thank you so much. And keep supporting other women like we're supporting each other here. Mm -hmm. It's so important. There's so much room for all of us in this yoga world. Um, We need many more people practicing yoga. So let's keep moving and grooving. And I am giving her a high five. And yes, I'm pulling for all of you as well. Hugs to you all. Thank you. Thank you.